Welcome to Distrust and Disparities, Dismantling Black Health Disparities podcast. We examine health disparities that disproportionately affect Black women and Black families. In addition, we amplify organizations and individuals working to dismantle racist health practices and systems to improve health outcomes for marginalized communities. I'm your host, Jasmine Moore, a registered nurse, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Camille White. To quote you, just these last couple of months, it feels like we're sliding back into a hellscape of BS. (laughs) It really does. It really does. Welcome back, Distrust fam. We are hitting you with a bonus episode before we go into, let me correct myself, 2023. I got to get used to saying that. (laughs) It'll be the two, three. (laughs) It's still going to take me a while. I'm still literally writing 2020, like (laughs) just (laughs) putting together this outline. I kept writing like 2020 instead of 2022. And speaking of that, this episode, it was inspired by a post that I saw being posted on IG. And it basically said 2023 is less than a month away. Mm -hmm. And I'm still processing 2019. Yes, I think we all are in some way or another. Or if you aren't, I mean, maybe then you've coped well and had all the resources to process things fully and you're you're in the current and like the present day or you're in denial or you're like a a large swath of people where it's just like what year is it what is happening yeah to quote you just these last couple of months (laughs) it feels like we're sliding back into a hellscape of bs (laughs) really does it really does i'm trying to stay current on news and stuff and it's just like even world news i'm just like y'all are all out here acting raggedy no Mm. nobody nobody is where they should be y'all are all just just Mm. messing it up for the rest of us like come on and i will say in terms of like news since living on my own i did not watch the news. I know growing up, we watched the news regularly, like mm-hmm. morning and night, just to see what's bad going on. But even with your phone on Instagram, you still are hit with so much information. And there'll be sometimes where I just have to like log off and turn, you know, social media off. Cause, you know, a lot of times I'm turning to social media for a distraction <laughs> to mm-hmm. laugh at something, sometimes to get, um, you know, current news, but. Sometimes it's like you said, it's just too much. And especially from 2020, just like so much information just about the pandemic and then also just like police brutality, Mm -hmm. just so many things happening. It can just feel overwhelming. And then, you know, you feel overwhelmed, like, damn, I can't even do anything about it. And it's just like, you know, my life is spiraling (laughs) out of control. I'm trying to put put out little fires or have you seen that meme where it's just like that little mouse or character he's like sitting up in the house is on fire oh, yeah. and he's like i'm fine yeah this is fine <laughs> everything's like, fine yeah no right. i have those moments 
quite often of just like, oh my goodness, like, but I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all right. fine. I'm like, going to get my nails done. You know, I'm going to get some braids. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like, let's, for know. me, it's like, I'm going to sit at my dining room table and do my nails for like five hours while watching right. some little British murder mystery show. Like, I'm fine. It's all fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the same songs on repeat for (laughs) the next couple of hours. You know, it's okay. You know, and I want to bring up something that my therapist, she said it and she also posted it on her social media page. She says, since the pandemic, we are all trauma survivors. And I just thought we should really reflect on that statement Because I know personally the pandemic has changed me in so many different ways. You know, I I hope for the best, but I can definitely see, you know, certain things. They trigger like a fight or flight response in me. And Mm -hmm. honestly, with the pandemic, we it was just this rush to get back to normal. It was like they didn't want us to have the time to process what was going on. like. The amount of people that died, just the unknown, just how scary it was, you know? Yeah. We're talking about like what millions of people worldwide. And I think it's also where more and more people are looking at it. But that whole like hustle and grind culture and Mm. even outside of that of Look at our healthcare system. Look at paid leave. Look mm. at we don't even offer parents the amount of time they should have to take off and then bring a new child into their life. We don't mm-hmm. have time for sick leave. We don't we don't pay attention to that because we don't really acknowledge that as like care, as important care, or even like mental health days. So to put a pause on everything, I, I don't know. It's no one was really capable of doing that our health insurance most for most people was tied to our jobs so when their Mm -hmm. job shut down they were closing people a lot of people lost access to their health insurance they weren't you know sure what they could do and that brought up like a lot of people are not covered inadequately covered Mm -hmm. to face a pandemic to deal with any type of sickness in their home and like so many people lost loved ones you know mm-hmm. multiple people in families dying you know it's just yeah sad and it was just like let's get back to normal let's get back to normal it's like no we need to we need to design a new healthcare system yes. a new way of you know dealing with mental health and i know now People are now seeking mental health services. There's not enough providers. There's definitely Mm -hmm. not enough Black, minority, people of color providers to be able to see everybody that's seeking services. And especially if you're a low income and can't afford Mm -hmm. to pay out of pocket, like a lot of these free services or affordable services, they have like a wait list till like next year, two, three years. Yeah. Which is so sad where it's great that people are seeking help, but there's not enough people to go around. And even like you pointed out, there's not enough people that say look like us that are black, that is a person of color, that is a part of the queer community, trans community, because you can't just go to just any old body. You Mm -hmm. really can't. And especially when you're living in a country where 
systemically, institutionally, you're experiencing oppression and racism, you need to go to someone that will acknowledge that, understand that on so many levels Mm -hmm. and be able to help you heal in a very particular way through the trauma that you've dealt with and not someone that's like, well, I don't understand what the problem is. And it's like, of course you don't because you're white and you, you're not seeing it through my lens, even though you literally signed up for a whole job where you should be able to shift your perspective to, to help your patients navigate, you know, their lives Mm -hmm. and the struggles they're dealing with. But yeah, that's, it's just really unfortunate that it took, you know, all of us going through, this huge traumatic event that we are still experiencing. Yes. We are still in the middle of it. People are still processing. And instead of like that whole focus of like, let's get back to normal. First of all, our normal sucked. We need to acknowledge mm. that our normal sucked. So let's not get mm. back to that. Let's focus on healing. Let's focus right. on improving. Let's focus on growing and being better. That right. like mm-hmm. the normal was trash. Why are we trying to get back to that? Exactly. And I was just like doing some reflecting and I'm like, I wonder if it just seems like the last couple of months, they just been like hard, just exhausting. And it's like, is it because I'm trying to develop new coping skills, (laughs) you know, instead of like shopping or like treating myself to like Mm -hmm. desserts or things like that, you know, really trying to understand what's going on. So it's like, is it, you know, trying to implement new coping mechanisms or maybe I'm just tired you know it's just yeah you know I've gone through things and life has been tough but it's just like this year it's just like I'll be like why me like or it's just like (laughs) damn or I think I saved another post it's like you solve one problem and then like three other problems pop up it's like Damn. Yes. I feel <laughs> like, you. Because uh, it's just, uh, go oh, ahead. No, because <laughs> I was just about to say, damn, again. Like, no well, yeah, because like, we have had so many conversations, of course, like outside of this, just like checking in with one another, catching up on things. And it's just like, ooh, ooh, I am ready to tap out. Like, where mm. is somebody tap in for me? Because, goddamn, I right. need a break. I can't. My mental health is like at times like holding on by a single fucking thread and it's just like, ooh, mm-mm, this 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 yes. ain't it. That, this <laughs> And like you said, yeah, I definitely feel like it's both. You're like you're tired. You're just you're mm. literally physically, mentally, emotionally, everything tired. And then yeah, trying mm. to incorporate new coping mechanisms, which is like change is difficult. I know it's difficult for me. That would be so difficult because you fall into Mm. those same things where it's just like, yeah, buying yourself a little dessert, a little treat, having that is nice. Buying yourself like random shopping clothes, whatever it is, that's nice. But yeah, it's uh, I feel you where it's just like something about this year and the end of it where I'm just like, I feel like everything flew by so quickly. And now like we are crawling to the end and I kind of need y'all to hurry up. Why are we Mm. taking so long? Yeah, it's strange. I don't know if you've seen the meme. I feel like everything's based off a meme, but it's like a meme (laughs) where it's like, um, it's like, Lord, I hope I'm not on the list for your strongest warriors for 2023. Like, please take me (laughs) off. Like, I I hope I'm not on that list. I did see that. I did see that. 
and we'll try to compile like a list of these memes that we are talking about. But I was like, oh, I can relate to this. Like, yes. relatable. <laughs> yes. Like, please. Is like, take me off please. that list. Like, right. I need nothing else on my plate. I need no other issue to crop mm. up. I need no- nothing. Leave me be, please. I'm still trying That's to right. figure out what I got going on. <sighs> mm, mm, mm. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's been two years and it doesn't feel like that. But yet so many things have occurred. Like so yeah. many things. It's like a blur. Like looking back, I'm like, oh, did that happen last year? And it's like, no, that was 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like everything just just seems compressed together and it's like there's been good moments happy times but it it seems like it's just been overshadowed by just ridiculousness like just some of the things that happened in 2022 well what stands out the most just as far as like healthcare roe Mm -hmm. v wade was overturned (laughs) That'll go down in history. And it really it, will. It really will. Ugh. Right. Go listen to episode 21 where we discuss, you know, mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade and the details and how it's just going to be a domino effect. And who's it going to affect the most? You know, Black women, mm-hmm. poor women, marginalized women. Mm-hmm. That's who's going to be affected. And, yeah. and it's, you know, all... It's all a performance, the whole idea that you're, you know, pro-life, but we don't have mm. anything in place to actually protect those lives once they are out of the uterus. And exactly. we don't have s- systems to help people raise their kids. It's even, I know, on our social media, posting a video about, like, being anti-abortion has now then affected just even healthcare for Pregnant people who then unfortunately Mm -hmm. have a miscarriage and then now they're not being offered the same services they would have previously in states that have banned abortion after a certain amount of weeks because they're worried that their license is at risk or they'll be fined or, you know, prosecuted because the same medication you would give to someone who wanted to have an abortion is the same thing that you would give to someone who's experiencing a miscarriage and you want to sort of help that along. So you're just causing so much suffering and it's like we were already in a pandemic and then y'all did this. Y'all added this shit on top. (laughs) Right. What the hell? Yeah. And if you say you're pro-life, it needs to extend beyond the uterus and you struck down Roe v. Wade. But how many mass shootings, how many shootings in schools, and yet we haven't passed a law or a bill about weapons in this country. Like nothing. That just just makes no sense. Like you can't you can't send your children to school and they be safe. And you know, I think I was just talking to my mom, like my dad, he does some after school program and they had like a lockdown at the school and, you know, mm. locking the whole building down and things like that and can't mm-hmm. be able to communicate. It's just crazy. Like this has become the the normal doing lockdown drills and stuff like that in schools. That, it's insane. And it's you're just holding on to that stupid ass Second Amendment right when 
that only came about because it was, you know, you're trying to start up a whole brand new country and get rid of the other country that you left. So you needed every able-bodied person to pick up a gun and be able to fight. That's what that was. And you're still holding on to it when it's just like, no, that's n- no, we don't need it. We don't need them. No, 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 mm. no, no. <laughs> you should be able to go to school and All be right. safe. You should be able to go to work and be safe. You should be able to go right. out to the club and be safe. You should be able to go to a festival and be safe. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't have to worry about going to a grocery store. You shouldn't have to worry about going to your church, to a movie theater. Like, no Mm. place is safe. Nothing is safe. And Mm. we have a whole government that, like, doesn't really care. Y'all are not doing anything. Because I remember we talked Mm. about it where it's just, like, Republicans be doing the dirtiest things to get all their little stuff passed that just oppresses us even further. I'm going to need the Democrats to go lower. I'm going to need y'all to do what y'all need to do, whatever it is. (laughs) To get these laws passed, (laughs) you need to start capping people in their knees. I don't know what, but get it done. Get it done. The days of uh, what they go low, we go high. No, Mm -mm. no, it's not Mm -mm. working. Or even the thing where the Democrats they were like kneeling with like no. What what did that do? Nothing. Y'all look like a damn fool. <laughs> Had y'all in me. We need less of that. Yes, less of that. <laughs> that was. <laughs> did that happen in twenty twenty two? I don't even know, but it's in my mind. <laughs> no, that what did that happen? Twenty twenty? Maybe it was twenty. I, don't I even know. Again, all a blur. It happened though. No. It just right. happened because I remember the memes. <laughs> it should not have happened. No. <laughs> Ridiculous. And just some of the like other bold statements. So it was like after Roe v. Wade was struck down, a Republican congresswoman, she called the Supreme Court's decision to overturn this ruling a historic victory for white life. And I remember Ugh. just like the reaction to it of, you know, the people that were there at that stupid rally, it was just like, no one really was like, oh my goodness, what in the world? It was like, yeah, let's clap vigorously. Like, yes, white life. Where That's how they feel. Yes. Mm. And that's how they've mm. always felt. And that's what's right. so insidious mm. about racism where like, it's only just gone to a point of like, it's more covert. It's mm. not like immediately in your face but now they're being emboldened and they feel as though they can say that which i will Mm. say in a way i view it as i would love to know that up front that's exactly how Mm. you feel that's exactly who you are because i know to steer Mm -hmm. clear of you forever but it's also just so scary that Mm. no one is acknowledging like how terrible that statement is and understanding that like again this is a part of your party. This is how the majority of y'all all think mm-hmm. and feel. And it's why I yep. side eye anybody who is a person of color. Like, what are you seeing them? What are, what are you getting out of that relationship? Mm. What, how, mm-hmm. how are you supporting them and electing these people as though they actually care about you? Polls show, they continue to show that white women continue to vote Republican. 
especially Ugh. for, you know, white male candidates. Like, they, they put their candidates. own interests aside mm-hmm. <laughs> for their whiteness. Yes. Like. You stay voting against your own interests. You know, I'm side-eyeing that. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, feminist this, we support you marching. But when it comes down to the polls, what you be doing, it's a whole different thing. Like, oh, you really, you really, you ain't about the cause. You're not about that life. Or it's oh. like people that are about the cause, say you're white and you're about the cause. Talk to your other white friends. Like, I'm tired mm-hmm. of educating you, even though we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this podcast is ready to eat for everybody. You know, sometimes it's, you know, they need to do the work. You know, go talk to your yes. friends. You know, you could tell them to listen to this podcast and y'all yes. can have a discussion about it. You know, yes. but like I seen, I think it was a t shirt or it was a post that says, being black isn't exhausting. Racism is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I love being black. There's nothing wrong with that, but fucking dealing with racism. Mm. That shit is exhausting on top of all of life's things. It's just like, gosh. Yeah. That's what just drags you down so much further Mm. and makes so many things so much harder in, you know, your professional life, your work life, in your personal life, just your social life, just so many things where it's just like, yeah. And like you said, yes, we have this podcast to educate, but like, (laughs) no, it's not. I'm not. like these educational moments or even I remember seeing a video oh what is her name Francesca and she's a black woman that for mm-hmm. the majority of her like career did educational content about racism and then she even pointed out how like she stopped doing that because it was just so draining and mm. she talked about an experience where this white woman at a job of hers used the n-word and she mm. had to then explain to them or no, I don't think she explained to them, but she sort of pointed out in a way of like, yeah, that wasn't okay. And someone in the comments of her video talking about that was just like, well, why didn't you take that moment to educate her? And it's just like, I'm tired. I am so tired of white people or anybody else Mm. really going like, why didn't you take that moment to then, you know, explain why they did what was wrong? No. Why didn't they have the like the two brain cells to rub together to understand that it was wrong in the first place? And why would you even question asking a black person whether or not they could use the N word? I think that's what the scenario Mm. was of like she wanted to desperately tell this whole story, but she felt as though the story wouldn't, you know, land as funny as she hoped if she wasn't able to use the N-word. So she's looking at this woman going, well, can I use it? And she's like, no, no, that's not okay. And then Mm. it's just like, why would you even feel the need to do that? Like, girl, get a new story. What is wrong Mm. with you? But that whole thing of like, it's on us to teach people. It's on, no, white people, the ones who are, you know, down for the cause with us, that support us, that are allies, that are that are here and understand that, like, this is so terrible. It's y'all job. That's that's mm-hmm. y'all skin folk and kin folk. Y'all need to get them. Mm-hmm. That ain't on us. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. And then another thing that stood out in 2022... So Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, he basically said maternal death rate 
violence isn't as bad if you don't count Black women. So the full quote says, about a third of our population is African-American. African-Americans have a higher incidence of maternal mortality. So if you correct our population for race, we're not as much of an outlier as it otherwise appear. He continued, now, I say that not to minimize the issue, but to focus the issue as to where it would be. For whatever reason, people of color have a higher incidence of maternal mortality. And this man is a physician, a white man, and let me just note, Louisiana ranks 47th out of the 48 states that are assessed for maternal deaths. So hmm. how else did he expect us to take that? Like it's yeah, you, again emboldened <laughs> to say anything. Right. They are anything. bold. <laughs> As we're talking, I'm like, oh, I wonder what people are gonna think about us saying this. But then I mm-hmm. read quotes like this, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Exactly. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we ain't saying anything that's wrong. There are plenty of people that support us. Unfortunately, there are plenty of people that support this man. Right. Because he's a uh, whole senator. <laughs> yes. And you mm. got the nerve to be like, well, if we just sort of focus on, like, th- even like the whole quote to here, like seeing it now too is just like. Just ignore a whole third of A whole state. third. A whole a third. Whole third. Mm. Just ignore a whole third because, like, well, we don't really need to focus on them. Like, for whatever reason, they got something going on. And, you know, let's ignore that. And, you know, what, focus on everybody else who isn't as bad? And it's just like, what the hell? Like, if we don't count, Black people were not that bad. But still, the U.S. still ranks trash as far as maternal health on a global scale. So we're not doing that much better. So it's like... People don't understand improving the maternal health outcomes for Black women will improve the maternal health outcomes for everyone. Everyone, everyone in this country. Like <sighs> we d- we're defending this healthcare system when it's trash. <laughs> like we are <laughs> just defending it versus changing it. We're just like no, no. But things need to change, and it's just like so. These are our leaders. These are how they think. You know, they don't care. They're only thinking of their agenda. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we put this podcast out. Yes, we're talking about Black families, Black women, communities, because this is our platform. And they want to just ignore us. Like, don't count for them. You know, we wouldn't be so bad. So who is thinking about us? Who is supporting us? Who is advocating for us besides us? You know? Yeah. That people feel so emboldened to say things like that. Like... It's insane. 47. It's- you're you're at the bottom. <laughs> like what you mean? You 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 still would be bad. It's still yeah. bad. Like <laughs> And then like also the fact too that according to Louisiana's own Department of Health, four black mothers die for every white mother in the state. And that outpaces mm. a 3 to 1 ratio nationwide, which is already <laughs> the worst. In the developed world. It's all terrible and you really don't care. And I can't even understand, imagine like your mindset other than like you're Mm. racist. You're a total complete racist and you don't see us as deserving any sort of care, even acknowledgement of our humanity. You don't think we deserve any dignity. Like Mm. you just, 
you just want to remove us completely as though we've mm. never existed when it's just like, um, we done all our ancestors built this entire country. You better get up out of our faces mm-hmm. with your nonsense. <sighs> Crazy. It's just insane. And I, th- I believe it's like states like California, they are really trying to tackle this black maternity health, these increased rates, like looking at what they can do, investing in midwives, different programs, just implementing changes so that it can improve health outcomes where other states is just like, just don't include them. Don't even look at that. Like, (sighs) are you serious? Uh, And like, that's the one bright side where it's just like, okay, California, like, please show others the way. And they're a huge state. Like, please Mm. show others like what can be done. And I get to that. It's a thing of like money and what people can afford. But like you, you have to start somewhere. You have to start at one acknowledging that there is a problem and then two going, okay, let us now go into these communities and understand what is happening and listen to people listening to black women Mm. and really then getting to the root cause of it and and going about fixing it. But they don't want to change because changing means acknowledging that like deep down they're terrible people because they're racist. And depending on how much time we didn't talked already, <laughs> should we include the story about the real welfare queens of Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard about it based off of like Brett Farr and like the Mississippi welfare fraud, but it goes deeper than that. Like I was just looking at it when we talk about having funds for programs to support initiatives to improve health outcomes, like a lot of those come through federal grants, including like welfare and what's called TANF, which is like the, I can't think of the breakdown of it, but basically I'm going to quickly read this. So an auditor, he audited Mississippi's Department of Human Resources They wasted millions of dollars in federal grants. So the eight-month investigation showed that the department gave more than $98 million to two nonprofits. They were the Mississippi Community Education Center and the Resource Center of North Mississippi. So of the $98 million, $94 million was questioned. So they don't... Oh, oh do you all this this so this happened in 2020 and the story just started surfacing like the end of so this much year was happening so like so much <sighs> was going on we because what is this like may 2020 was when this audit happened and it was like released <sighs> and so yeah. we were in like the the heat like one of like the worst times of the pandemic at that point so like there was just there was just so much else going on that no one we didn't have enough sort of I guess bandwidth to really then go hey what's happening over here where it's just like ninety four million out of ninety eight was <laughs> in question you telling me y'all basically y'all know what the four million went to and ninety four is just sort of like right. what out in the ether somewhere now it's just been spent it's in somebody's bank account in a safety deposit box where is it. Tell right. me. And I pull up this story because it's like so much you think about people on welfare. There's this stigma. There's this mm-hmm. image. We don't want poor people just using and abusing the system. But we have people in power that are mm-hmm. 
misappropriating funds. And mm-hmm. it's just like, they need to be on the news. We need to be seeing their faces and what's going on. Because it's over 38 defendants that's in this lawsuit that we know of. And I'm just going to read like a portion of this. So it says, basically, whoever was in charge of this department. So it says, John Davis's nephew was paid 400000 to create coding academies for two of the non-profits. And they point out he had no experience as a computer program <laughs> programmer oh and produced nothing. <laughs> oh my! Like y'all just—they didn't even try to be like, oh, like you know, go get some little certificate from online or something to show that you done done some coding or found somebody to give that money to that could sort of in a way fake it. You were just so happy to just be like, whatever. We know we lying and we don't care. <laughs> it's crazy. And then look, it said. Davis's brother-in-law was paid over $600,000 for a non-existent job in a lease on a non-existing building. Oh, okay. Okay. What? And then it says somebody named Marcus Dupree, a former college football phenomenon, was paid, was just rounded up to $300,000 to buy a 4,000-foot house with a swimming pool pavilion and some other amenities for a horse. And he claimed the filings would be for equestrian activities for underprivileged children. I don't mean to laugh, but this stuff is egregious. (laughs) You're using welfare funds for this. For this. This Egregious. Completely egregious when you're just like... Because it's laughable because it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Where were the mm. checks and balances? Because you were given all this money because you were going to let the inner city youth ride horses and like, On didn't your nobody... private property. <laughs> your private Really, pro- really. And it's also, Ugh. that's the thing too of like, y'all mm, just mm, will mm. happily give money to certain people and not question it while others fight and struggle to get that same money and then they actually need it and they spend it on things that are essential to their lives. But as soon as they like, you know, step slightly outside of what you deem is appropriate for them because of their situation, you want to harshly judge them when like they are never spending on this scale. They are never doing anything this terrible when it's always you want to look at Black people, other marginalized communities claiming they're scamming the system. And blah. and it's just like, child, if you're living in a project, like you are not really scamming the system. I can't like, how are they in any way it's winning levels. and scamming? <laughs> levels. <laughs> this, this levels. And this is like the top level of like, oh, y'all done done this before. It feels like, mm. well, y'all could teach a whole master class on how to really scam a whole state government. Like, you gotta <sighs> be kidding me. That's just crazy. Like, but the news, at least I didn't see much of this, you know, just no. on the timeline. But when it shows like people are scamming, doing other things, you know, they focus on what black and brown people are doing. But there's a lot of white collar crime that millions of our tax funds, our mm-hmm. tax dollars are being misappropriated. And Mississippi is down there in the bottom with poor health outcomes, poor maternity health outcomes. And we have people in charge that are misappropriating funds. Ridiculous. That 
money could have done so much good for so many people. Mm. Mm, it, mm, mm. And yet here we go, and it's just like, nah, lock them all up. Y'all all deserve mm. to go to jail. Like, this is terrible, especially where you like you see where the money should have gone or what it was like sort mm. of processed for. Needy it's, it's, families. Yeah. You uh, and this is terrible. In Mississippi, it's so hard to get access to like social support, social structures. They make it so hard and they say oh we don't want people abusing the system we don't want people to become dependent on you know Mm -hmm. government assistance but money that is set out for people who are really in need the funds are being taken Mm -hmm. and used again Mm. like i said it's because they happily in a way will sign like a blank check over to Mm. you know and not question it and not question it at all to certain people and others are just like "Mm, we need to know everything that you're doing we need an itemized list of everything that you plan on purchasing and we need a whole you know contract and everything but like you know other people you over here giving somebody what was it four hundred thousand dollars for a whole coding program that you know they they weren't in any way a coder like i didn't even take in a little free online coding class so like i was clearly more qualified right <laughs> oh my gosh it's it's insane. <laughs> it, it really is. I it just... is insane. And we could go on and on, but we not because this is just a bonus <laughs> for us <laughs> to get real with y'all. I was going to say talk our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> Freely. Like, this is yes. what, how we talk off the mic yes. <laughs> in real when life. Just... This is just a piece. But, you know, the next episode, we're going to get back into the cases, the studies. But we're going to continue to do this work. Life has been hard, but, you know, we're going to push forward. Mm-hmm. We got some exciting things coming up next year that is, you know, getting me hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, You know, I'm excited. So, you know, make sure you're following us on social media so you can stay tuned to what's going on. Make sure you... Tell a friend, tell your family, tell your mother, your sister, your brother, your cousin, aunts, all of them to listen to this podcast, support Mm -hmm. us. Anything (laughs) you want to (laughs) add? Like you said, yes, support us. And then also, y'all know, if y'all have feedback, if Mm -hmm. you want to share anything with us, share a story you think would be good for us to cover an organization that mm-hmm. is doing really great work, you know, please reach out to us, let us know. And uh, as always, we'll have our social media handles in our email in the show notes. But even if you have maybe a potential guest that you think we should try and reach out mm-hmm. to and discuss an important health disparity a topic on the show, you know, let us know. We want to interact with people and, That'll be a great way also to show your support and show that like you're listening and you're, you're learning from us too. I hope because a huge part of this, even though, like we said earlier, is like, we ain't trying to be educating people all the time, but a part of this, a big part of it is educating people, (laughs) opening your eyes (laughs) to like what is going on and what is happening. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people who understand it, understand it, you know, right. (laughs) 
Right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us this year and, you know, our episodes. Thank you to everyone who is listening and continuing to support us. And we'll see y'all for our next episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to suggest a topic we should discuss or share your own personal story, email us at distrustanddisparities at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Distrust and Disparities and on Twitter at Distrust Pod. Thank you.